welcome to the AFBM podcast. I'm your host, Krista Hannison, and today's guest is Audrey Simpson Campbell. She is the creator of the Metamorphosis Method, also known as Happiness Therapy. This technology combines hypnosis, NLP, Reiki, EFT, and TFT to produce near magic results and create permanent transformation. Trained by the creators of NLP, Audrey is a hypnotherapist, trainer, seminar host, media personality, and award-winning author. Thank you for coming on the show today, Audrey. You're welcome. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So the, the first thing I wanted, wanted to get into today is how did you get to where you are today? Um, well, this is um, everyone's, everyone's sort of um, story is a, is a story, right? Right. Life is a story. And you get places by um, the most odd means. So the, originally, um, I'm in Toronto now. Um, because I, I moved here with my husband um, in 2012. Wow. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was just for the adventure of it, but um, things took a really weird turn, and um, I ended up being just being the four kids here. So um, it was the, 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 the whole idea was to come here and have a, an adventure of a, a new start. I used to have a business in the UK doing hypnosis, and the plan was to come here and start here as well. But uh, things took a bit of a turn, and then it took me for longer than I expected to start. But uh, I'm now practicing hypnosis. I've now got my, my own uh, hypnosis practice here. But yeah, so to, to get to this point, I guess I had to go through, um, you know, a number of uh, adversities. Um, I was actually at university studying to, to become a research scientist when oh. I first discovered hypnosis. Wow. And I was kind of struggling um, at that point because of my university was a the work was quite intensive and it was I was finding myself struggling with the stress of the exams and things right so it was just really lucky synchronistic that I came across a book on hypnosis at, the, at that same time and reading about the power of the mind and how powerful hypnosis is in creating um alternative mindsets just blew me away it was amazing so it, I was using it for myself on my on my on myself basically for um a to improve my study oh. methods, to improve my memory, all sorts of things. And uh, when I was using that on myself, I was seeing dramatic improvements. And so were other people. So right. they were saying, what are you doing? You're doing some uh-huh. <laughs> kind of magical thing you did. So uh, I got into hypnosis sort of by accident um, wow. and decided to become a hypnotist rather than become a research scientist at that point in time. So, yeah, so um, I did use it. I wanted to know how to use hypnosis practically too because... Um, as you know, most people relate hypnosis with um, stage hypnosis and things like that. But and that's that's very entertaining. It's very good. But hypnosis is very powerful. Right. And on a practical level, it can be used by everyone. Uh, I think that everyone should have some at least rudimentary self hypnosis training because oh. it can be used in everyday life for wonderful things. Um, you know, uh, you can use it for your own personal development every single day. You can use it to be more confident. You can use it to get better sleep. You oh. can use it to reduce pain. So there's lots of different applications that hypnosis can be used for. Um, and I think that um, my, my sort of goal is to, to give people access to one of the most powerful tools available to them, which is to be self-hypnotized and also to have the assistance of me. Sometimes it's nice to have someone there to guide you with the hypnosis. That's why a hypnotherapist is a handy person to know. But uh, yes, it's a very, very helpful tool. So um, yeah, so I got here by accident, sort of. Wow. <laughs> In many different ways. But uh, 
um, it was a it was an adventure. So yeah. yeah, that sounds absolutely incredible. That's that's what an amazing story. And why did you, why did you want to pursue hypnotism as a career as opposed to just you know doing it for yourself? Well, when I was discovering how um, beneficial it was, not only to me but to other students that I was working with at, mm-hmm. at university, um, it kind of it inspired me greatly because we had been doing a, a module at university about um, how neurology basically and how the brain works and how if you affect different parts of the brain, the personality can change or people can become fearful or non-fearful or even and I mean, give me speed. They don't do it now, hopefully, but they used to stimulate parts of the brain by touching it with a probe as an opening the skull and touching it with a probe and people would smell different things or see different things oh. because because that's how they find out what the brain does how the how, where the brain locates different senses and 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 it's uh, you know on, on its surface so when i was studying that it was both terrifying and also really um exciting because mm-hmm. uh, hypnosis is a way of accessing the power of the mind without having to be obtrusive as in without having to cut the skull open so it, it made it made me really um, curious as to how um, much more potential people have to be able to do more things, better things, mm. be more confident, be, be more um, outgoing, to be more productive, to be more creative, to be able to do, create more things in the world, be better at their job or run their own business better. And so when I was when I was hypnotizing other students, it, it really spurred my imagination into how it could be used um, practically in everyday life. Um, and I could expand that if I if I, if I had it, if I did that for for a job, then mm-hmm. I could expand that out. So I actually first of all began experiment with it um, before coming becoming a, a pure an all out hypnotist. I you I, I started working in a call center, um, oh. a customer service call center, and I was good at the job because I was using NLP and hypnosis techniques on the phone wow. to to help customers grumpy customers. <laughs> to, to get to the, fix the problems faster, right? Right. So um, it was actually for um, a company called Sky Television. So I was helping people who were struggling. Maybe they had their, their television had gone off or whatever. They had something going on and they came on the phone very angry and I managed to get them happy because I was using different techniques. So it was noticed and the staff then invited me to um, move up and to go into the training department to help train other staff. Wow. And of course, um, I said to them, well, the reason that, that I'm successful in doing these things is because I'm using um, hypnosis techniques mm. and, and NLP techniques, language techniques to help to soothe the client and make sure that their problem gets dealt with fast and efficiently. So of course, the training department was an excellent place to expand on that and to be able to use NLP and hypnosis in a training environment. So I also do uh, training for um, customer service representatives wow. to help them to be more confident on the phone, to help them be trained in the techniques of going on the phone faster so they can get on the phone faster, be more comfortable with it, and so that they can handle uh, adverse calls more oh. more calmly. So, yeah. That's really, really cool. I never thought of um, a use for in that way. That's really, really awesome. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I think that the question everybody listening has right now is, is does hypnosis work? But I want to take that a bit further and ask, uh, not only does it actually work, but mm-hmm. is there anybody who is non hypnotizable? <laughs> <laughs> I get those questions all the time, all the time. 
And the short answer, of course, is yes, hypnosis works. And the short answer is no, there's no one who's unhypnotizable. People have different um, capacities to what depth they will drop into in in hypnotic state. Some people don't even regard hypnosis as a state, but I I, I refer to it as a state because it's definitely um, a different way for your mind to operate. It's not necessarily that, um, you know, you, you, you change... Like it's it's not a switch necessarily, but it's a different brainwave activity that happens mm-hmm. when you're in hypnosis. Um, so yes, hypnosis works, and in fact, um, the reason I mean, if you need if you're looking for additional evidence of how hypnosis works or if, if hypnosis works, is that to if you look in the uh, if you Google hypnosis, you'll find that most medical and dental practitioners have done some hypnosis training oh. because they are they have they're aware too of how powerful it is in things like uh, pain management. So dentists, for example, doing a root canal treatment, if someone's particularly sensitive and they've already anaesthetized them um, using normal means, but they're Mm -hmm. still sensitive, then hypnosis can take them that little bit more, uh, more uh, pain-free so that the the operation isn't going to be as painful for them. So yeah, so professionals use it all the time. um, And they they have, uh, they, they, specifically probably study hypnosis for pain management um or or for particular things but yeah so it's it's a it's a very powerful thing but the other thing is and the other way to look for evidence for hypnosis is that you your brain it's a natural state for your brain in fact Mm -hmm. for you for it to drop into hypnosis it's just that you don't usually do it consciously or on purpose or with a with a reason so um, what will happen is is that you'll be um in a sort of semi-hypnotic state when you're sitting watching a good movie for example right because you've become immersed in the movie the movie becomes your reality for a short period of time right and then when, when the movie ends you're back in your own living room you've got a cup of tea and you know it, it, you become immersed in it so that's essentially um your own mind's natural way of going into a hypnotic sort of state wow. and also when you drive you, you'll have done this yourself when you're driving somewhere and it's a reg it's somewhere you go very often this is such a common one everyone yeah. says this one if you're going somewhere you've been before you can drive the whole route and not not consciously be aware that you're driving the route because That's you're right you're actually driving subconsciously technically but you're but you're still very aware of the road you're very aware of obviously every time you drive that road the same cars aren't going to be there but your mind somehow um can combine all those things uh, and let you think about what you're making for dinner tonight without, <laughs> without having to interrupt your driving experience you so, know, yes. that's incredible. I, that's a really interesting way. I never thought about that with the driving and the movies. That's absolutely incredible. Wow. Yeah. That's a great way to think of it. I think that makes it a little bit, I think, easier, like a little bit more uh, digestible for people who maybe don't understand hypnotism. That's really awesome. Absolutely. And like you were saying, like um, some people will come to me and they'll say, I'm, I'm coming to you, but I don't think I can be hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And um, th- that's probably because in many cases, the... Um, we have we're, we're naturally um, obviously predisposed to protecting ourselves from anything that might harm us. Right. So some people have a, a higher barrier for um, things. So they're more cautious generally, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's you know they have um, their reasons for that. They've had a lifestyle or they've had experiences in their life that have made them put their guard up, perhaps. And so what happens is is that they are less suggestible or they're less inclined to be. Um, like if they're watching a movie with the, if we, me and someone who's like non-hypnotized as they might call themselves uh, is sitting next to me watching a movie 
then I'm more likely to be the person shouting at the screen saying, get out of the way, they're coming to get you. Whereas they're more likely to be analysing the movie and enjoying it on a different level, right? right. So that there's, there's different levels. So when someone comes to me and says, I'm not hypnotisable, um, what I say to them is, hypnosis is a thing that your mind does for itself and you will only be hypnotizable to the extent that you that you want to be so i said once we start the process all i want for you to do is just concentrate on things like uh, breathing technique and controlling your breathing and thinking about uh, slowing your heart rate and reducing Mm -hmm. your, your blood pressure because those are all physiological things that you can do that bring your body into your physiological state into a similar state it will be or would be in hypnosis, and your mind will then calm as a result. Now, I, I say to them, you don't have to feel as though you're unconscious or out of control to be in hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you are in a calm and relaxed state, and you're capable of um, allowing your mind to be uh, access the more creative areas of itself, which naturally happen in a state of calmness anyway, then you can still achieve the same success and the same results as someone who's deeply hypnotizable. So anyone who um, would like to try hypnosis and doesn't think they're hypnotizable, definitely welcome to come along. They'll enjoy the experience mm-hmm. in either way. Whether they think they can be hypnotized or whether they, they can't, they'll still enjoy the experience. It's a wonderful experience for anyone. So, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And is, is, is hypnotism dangerous at all? Well, this is another question that I get asked, um, because that sometimes what puts people off um, going for hypnosis, because they'll think things like, oh, maybe I'll get stuck in hypnosis, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll, I'll be in a daze for the rest of my life. And no, it's 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 not. Um, it's a bit like asking if breathing is dangerous. Uh, if you breathe, <laughs> you yeah. know, breathing generally is something that you do naturally, and it's it's good for your health and it's it actually maintains your health but if you if you don't breathe enough or if you breathe too much um then you know that that you know there's different things can affect it but hypnosis is not uh, the kind of thing that can cause you any danger mm. your your mind is actually fully in control hypnosis is essentially a way of you being able to access more of your mind rather than losing because oh. a lot of people, a lot of people think that oh, if I do hypnosis, I'm going to lose my mind. You don't lose your mind. You actually just access more of it because most of your mind, as you, as you probably hear in other places, we, you know, and it might be a fallacy, but it might be true that we only use perhaps ten percent of our brain. Now, mm-hmm. I think we use a lot more than that, honestly, but um, I don't think we use the full capacity of our, our of our brain, and we certainly don't look, use all um, of the resources available to us. Um, so the uh, hypnosis is actually a way of being able to access more of the resources that we have available to us. Oh. Resource, resources that we've actually probably blocked off because perhaps we don't use them on a daily basis, so, right. so therefore they're, they're not necessarily something that um, is of great importance to us. Or perhaps because it's something that we have done in the past and we were like embarrassed. So like someone who maybe as a child was, um, was made a fool of for singing, for yeah. example, might then not sing. They might decide not to sing, even though they might have a beautiful voice. Right. They might not sing. So under hypnosis, they're more likely to be able to access their willingness to sing, for oh. example, because because singing and, and I think personally, singing is a natural thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it, people should sing, but um, you know, there are certain things, parts of your mind and parts of your brain that you have basically blocked off on the basis that either you don't think you're going to use them very much, or you don't use them very much. Or you're worried in case you'll be embarrassed or humiliated as a result of that. Right. So, so the hypnosis is actually um, 
accessing more of your mind and giving you better access to more creative areas of your mind that may be something maybe you don't use often enough to get the full benefit from. Wow. Wow, that's that's so this is so cool. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> Tell me if someone if someone wants to 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 use your services and mm-hmm. what would you say if they were scared that they would come to you and you'd hypnotize them and then they'd blurt out their deepest secret? <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people say, you know, that sometimes people say, you know, I've, I've got too dark a mind, and uh, it's, they're just being funny. But I mean, uh, th- no, there's a lot of things that um, that are misconceptions about hypnosis. Uh, it's not the kind of situation where, unless you ask me, unless you ask me specifically to go looking for something and to ask to prompt for things, then it it, it doesn't just show up. Mm-hmm. Um, under hypnosis, you're you're in a very peaceful blissful state now it's not your natural state to be constantly talking right right so so if, if you can imagine that when you go into hypnosis your natural state is just to be calm and quiet but if you ask the question specifically then you might answer that question but the thing is is that your mind is, is also in fully control of that so okay. if there's anything inside that you are not willing to to release or, mm-hmm. or, or um, reveal that will stay hidden ah. and you can process that. The thing is, you can still process that. Sometimes what will happen is, is that um, it, that can be a kind of a block for someone getting help. Right. Because if, if something has happened to someone and it's so traumatic to them or, or disturbing to them that they just don't even want to admit that it happened, then they, they would never speak of it and they would never think of it if they could avoid it. Right. But at the same time, by not speaking of it or thinking of it, it can mean that th- that, that remains a constant block in their life. And that they are not able to to move past it, like it's it's like it's like having a stone in your shoe. Um, you you can feel it there, and it, it constantly niggles at you. Right. But you just you just ignore it because you don't want to admit that it's there. So when people come to me for something that's deeply traumatic and they don't want to, it's something they they have gone for therapy for before, and they mm-hmm. they just they haven't been able to release it because they haven't been able to talk about it. Um, then it's hypnosis is a really really good therapy for that in particular because. Um, we can go. Th- we can actually work on that without you having to reveal what the issue is. Oh. So we can work on that silently, so, because your mind can work on it. Your mind is still as powerful as ever it was, even if it has that block in there. And by using hypnosis, we can actually access the more creative areas of your mind to start working on that silently in the background, and and working on solutions. And we can use different techniques to figure out if the you know what progress we're making with the hypnosis. So we can use things like um, uh, we can use finger twitches we can figure out if your finger if, if i say to you um you know when you find this event in your mind please just nod your head or or lift your finger and you don't have to say anything but mm. you can do that and then we can say okay so let's work on this aspect and um, how is that feeling feeling is it feeling better or worse and then you lift a finger or nod a head so you can actually work on it silently in such a way that you still process it and release it without having to tell anyone what happened. So wow. it's a it's a very it's a very gentle way of approaching things that you know maybe people just don't want to talk about or don't want to think about. So yeah. absolutely, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So I want to um, not really switch gears, but I do want to um, talk a little bit about your book. You are an Amazon bestseller, right? So tell yes. us a little bit about that book. Yes. So my book, uh, Metamorphosis, Pathway to Personal Transformation, was a 
huge uh, work of passion for me because um, I've been writing it for a while or meaning to write it for a while. It took me a good length of time to write it too. But um, it's a very important book to me because it means I can get access to, I can give people more um, of me than, than if I was just to try and meet people on an individual basis because I can right. only see so many people in a day, right? Yeah. So the book is there as, I, I give it to every one of my clients who come to see me as a resource for them. Um, but also it means that I can now, I'm now available anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, because the book itself is actually, it's kind of like a journey. It's, it's, it's designed to be um, easy to read in the sense that it's, it sort of carries you through. There are little anecdotes in there and then there are deep thought experiments in there too. So it really pushes your mind in different directions. Um, the purpose of which is to get your mind to expand its current limits. Mm-hmm. The way I put it is, is that we all kind of live in a box that we've created for ourselves. Right. And the boundaries in that box are, as far as we're aware, the entirety of reality, of at least our reality. So by by expanding that a little bit, we can actually begin to have a bigger and more expanded life with more of what we want out of life. Oh. So the book is intended to help you expand your um, your reality a little bit, expand it out and see different things and see different perspectives so that you can then begin to see possible alternatives, alternatives for you in your life so that you can expand on what you would, what your, you might have an upper limit for something. Say, for example, you've got an upper limit of how, of how much money you can earn. Well, the book is there to sort of help to, in a subtle and non-direct uh, way, expand your way of looking at things so that you can begin to see that perhaps your upper limit isn't the upper limit that you're capable of, so you can actually move beyond it. And by the end of the book, I promise that they, by the end of the book, you'll be a different person than the person who starts reading it, because it's full of, um, as I say, thought experiments and techniques and, and things that you can do, practical things you can do to, to ch- change parts of your mind so that you become... Uh, a more effective, happier, more contented human being. <laughs> wow, that's great, and that what a what a perfect read um, for 2018 to start the year yes. off right. So much, yes, absolutely. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And tell me about um, other projects you're working on and your plans for 2018. Yes, yeah, so um, in 2018, um, I um, I've just I've just finished uh, a fixing my book. I, I, I released my book last year in December. I just released the second edition now because uh, there's some typos and things in it. So there's a, a bit extra information in there too. But in 2018, yes, I'm, I'm launching um, various different things. and There will be online programs available to, to help people. Wow. Uh, but one of the things I'm launching is uh, going to be a weight loss related thing because I know that over the the holiday season we're all going to maybe indulge a little bit. Right. So um, we're gonna, I'm going to be working on um, a fitness and fitness mindset and diet dietary mindset hypnosis course that people can join to help to just be in control of their mm-hmm. diet i don't want people to be like the, the word diet itself doesn't mean to lose a way to lose weight it means the things that you eat right like your diet is the things that you eat and we've become accustomed to calling a diet you know like when we say a diet we're talking about uh, we're trying to lose weight but I want to get you in control of the word diet for a start. Mm, right. <laughs> I want you in the control of the word diet and actually begin to just be in control of your body and mm-hmm. rather than being, being pushed around by like urges, um, emotional eating urges or advertising pushing you into particular mm. directions. I want you to be eating the things that you want, your body needs and wants 
because those are the, the, the things that are going to make you happy. And some people say, well, chocolate makes me happy and cakes <laughs> make me happy. And that's my downfall, right? Right. I'll say, well, chocolate and cake shouldn't be forbidden. It should simply be something that you have control over. So therefore, mm-hmm. of course, you can go have a bit of chocolate and of course you can go have a cake, but have it in the appropriate portions that your body wants it in and needs it in rather than just eat, consuming it to, to excess right. and being in a position where you're being controlled by the food, right? Absolutely. So, so we're going to approach um, uh, mindset for food and mindset for exercise because a lot of the time people get their diet under control but then they, they, they don't increase their fitness level so they're, they've got residual fat there and they're thinking, you know, I've, I've got to a level now where I've lost a bunch of weight uh, but I can't get past this, this, this threshold and it's because they have a lot of the, like brown fat, fat that's been there a long time, um, uh, and that needs to be moved. Needs to be moved because it needs you to be you to be moving more. So I'm uh, going to approach the fitness um, as well to to make sure that people have yeah. enjoy the gym. They want to go to the gym or they want to do run, go running or go jogging or just moving more. And to make that the fitness aspect a reward in itself to actually give people uh, the feeling because you. When people, if you know anyone who's a fitness freak, and you probably do, you'll notice that they they can't they can't live without the gym. They can't yeah. live without the run, and it's like they're addicted to it. Yeah. And the reason they're addicted to it is because it's naturally it's naturally um you know um it, it releases endorphins. It naturally makes you happy. Yeah. To be fitter, but because if you're not in a fit state already, you think, oh, that looks like hard work, right? Yeah. So you, you don't want to do it. But yeah, to, I hear that. Can you get the mindset in place? Um, and you, because if I, under hypnosis, we can stimulate the same sensation as someone who's a running addict, as you oh. might call it, has. So you can stimulate that in advance of the actual exercise, but stimulated by the exercise. So therefore, um, you can create that uh, motivation and enthusiasm for exercise before they even start going to the gym. So they can actually, it's like they, they know that when they get there, they're going to get happier. So, wow. um, you know, happy, happy gym membership people because <laughs> i know everybody's taking a new membership and we'll make sure that you use them this year and that you don't just use them to escape the windscreen of your car you know what that's absolutely incredible and i love yeah. i love the passion that you have and it's it's really it's really inspiring mm-hmm. so yeah and the other thing i work on and i really enjoy working on and that i'm working on that i've been promoting is fear uh, phobias in particular phobias are uh, irrational fears, right? So things like phobias of spiders, that kind of thing. And okay. So the other project that I'm working on is I'm looking for people who are frightened of heights. That's acrophobics. So anyone oh. who's frightened of heights, I'm looking for them because I'm going to do something really exciting uh, in 2018 if I can get enough people um, who are interested to get rid of their fear of heights. Um, and the reason, what I would, the way I would promote that is I'd say to them that I work on fear mostly because and it inspires me working in fear work it inspires me most because fear is one of the, the most inhibiting things that you possess it has right. a function and it's really important you really it, everyone needs to have fear because for, for purely for survival reasons right? right but a lot of the time people have fear that inhibits them in ways that are not helpful mm-hmm. and so when you can overcome a fear that's irrational, that's not logical, doesn't make any sense, then we program our minds to be more discerning about the kind of fear that we are willing to tolerate. So we program our minds to, to shed unneeded fear 
so that we can be more bold in our actions. We can we, we can become more bold in our businesses as, as entrepreneurs. We can be more um, go-getting. We can create new things. We can mm-hmm. be more outgoing in our social lives and, you know, ask people on dates, you know, and, you know, do all the kind right. of things that, um, you know, all the kind of things that we fear because they are irrational and don't make any sense um, because we've just accumulated these ideas that fear are important to us and they are fear is important but not irrational fear and so every time that you get rid of an irrational fear you're building your brain's capacity to say this is not a fear i need and this is a fear that i you know i should keep so that you're actually being more discerning about things that you're frightened of and being more bold and more fearless in your life and actually living like a like a champion so awesome that's really awesome so tell me, how can, you know, people are hearing this interview and they're, they're really interested in your services. Uh, can you tell us your website and email so they can contact you? Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm easily sort of, I'm, I'm all over the shop. So I'm easily available um, generally. Uh, the best kind of places to find me, to find out what I'm up to and what's going on and to get to know me a little better are places like Facebook. So if you look for my name on Facebook, Audrey Simpson Campbell, um, and uh, or under Audrey Simpson Campbell, hypnotist is probably best. That's my page. Okay. Um, so on there is good. Uh, my book is available on Amazon, obviously. It's on Amazon.co.uk, Amazon.ca, and Amazon.com. Wow. So if you're in any part of the world, you can you can find it. And also my website is Audrey.expert. So it's www.audrey.expert. And that will give you a little bit of um, information about who I am and what I do and where I go and who I see and, <sighs> and, and all the things I'm interested in. And uh, hopefully that will give you... Um, you know the encouragement to come see me yeah um, I'm, I'm a very um I'm, I'm always keen to see new clients and you know i'm very uh relaxed as you can probably tell i'm very relaxed yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> friendly human being so i'm not i'm not i'm not scary like other hypnotists might be you're right <laughs> i know <laughs> some of them might be scary but i'm not so um, yeah <laughs> I'd love to see you. If you want to come see me, come see me. Uh, you know what? That's awesome. This has been such an enlightening interview. And I think a lot of people will be really inspired to contact you and get their lives, you know, really going in 2018. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. And like I said, the purpose for me is to make as many people happy as possible because um, most people are, are interested, you know, they, they come to me because something in their life makes them unhappy. Maybe mm-hmm. they're unhappy, they're overweight, maybe they're unhappy that they can't speak in public. Or, right. Or, or, and the more happy people that are, the more, the happy people are more inclined to be productive and to be contributory and do something amazing in the world. Right. And they're more likely to be eudaimonic by, by, by nature, as in they get pleasure from giving other people, making other people happy. Right. So, for me, the more people I can make happy in the world, the better, and because um, the better the world will be. Right? Absolutely. And I would love, love, love to see um, lots of people in the new year happy, healthy, and wonderful. Thank you very much for, for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the AFVM Podcast. Tune in again for another great interview.